Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Vertical Church Online. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. Hope you're having a good morning so far. Maybe got some good breakfast. Maybe you're one of those crazies who already got your exercise in for the day. Uh, however you find yourself this morning, so glad that you're with us today. Want to take a minute and just welcome you from wherever you are and however you may be watching. One of the things that's been really fun about this online experience is we've been able to take a look at the data about how far our sermons are reaching and where they're connecting and it's pretty fun to see that really this has become kind of a global worldwide, everybody checking in from all over the world. And um, if you're one of those from somewhere outside of Michigan, so glad you're watching with us today and uh, a part of what God is doing. And um, we consider you family as well. So just wanted to take a minute <clears throat> again and introduce myself. I'm Pastor Josh, the pastor here. And uh, on behalf of our staff and just the rest of our team and volunteers, we just want to say we're so glad that you're with us. Specifically, if you're a guest watching, maybe you've uh, stopped by for the first time and looking into what we're doing, or maybe you've been new in the last couple weeks. Just want to say we're so glad you're taking the time. And uh, also want to let you know that our email is right on our website, and we'd love to hear from you. So verticalstory.com. You can go on there, send us an email, let us know that you've been participating. You can also ask questions uh, if you have any more wonderings that you may want to shoot our way. Uh, we'd love to be able to connect with you that way. So again, thanks for being a part uh, of what we're doing. Wanted to take the time as well as we've done every single week and just say thank you to the essential workers and those that are out there keeping us safe, keeping us healthy, and um, just making things continue to go forward. Again, those in the medical field, uh, we again pray for you every single day that God God strengthens you, encourages you, builds you up. You're not alone in this. You're not forgotten. And um, I just believe that, that God's hand is on you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. And um, I know it's such a church thing to say when we say, oh, you're born for such a time as this. But how awesome is it that you're anointed, you're appointed, you're commissioned to be a part of this pandemic that the world has never seen before. God's choosing and using you to be um, not just a worker in it, but you're a messenger and you're making a difference. And uh, I, I just am so grateful to uh, be able to pray for you and, and just I feel honored to, to be able to know you and, um, and speak life over you. So awesome um, for you just making a difference. We're grateful for that. Also want to let you know, um, as we're live on Facebook, uh, you can make comments. You can go in the section and encourage one another as we can't gather and, and, and be in a hallway together. Um, this little uh, area here on Facebook is a kind of our hallway where you can leave comments, check in on one another. Um, you can even encourage the preacher if you feel like he needs it. And uh, whatever you want to say in there, uh, you can do. And then you see there's uh, likes and hearts and different things like that. You can share those. And um, that's just a way of building each other, one, uh, building each other up encouraging one another like the scripture tells us to do. And so we love those interactions as you do that. Another thing, as we mentioned, uh, did you know that when you share that you're watching a live video that goes out uh, and outreaches all your friends and all those in your group. Uh, last week for Easter, uh, we reached over 4,000 people. And so that comes by way of you participating and, and sharing the pages. And so you could click share right now and, uh, and get the message of the gospel out uh, just by doing that. So thankful uh, for you to do that as well. One exciting thing that's new to our online experience that we're going to roll out right now is uh, Carrie Job and her husband, Cody, uh, got together and they recorded um, some worship for us to be able to share in our services. Uh, just with legal things, uh, it's been complicated uh, for the ways to be able to actually put worship into your um, services. And they've now given over all the copyrights and all the stuff to that. And uh, they've produced some stuff for us to be able to put into our services. And so we're going to worship uh, with them right now. But let me pray first. I encourage you as a family, wherever you may be watching or if you're by yourself or however you're experiencing this today. It may even be after a Sunday. I encourage you to take the time and actually press into this worship. Just let God encourage you, build you up, let, let you feel his presence um, as we worship together uh, in all these different locations. So I'm going to pray and then we'll join into this worship. God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for today, Lord, that you're speaking to us. You're encouraging us. You're motivating us. Lord, we know that you came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. Lord, a, a better way of living is what you came to show us. And so God, I pray that as we have this online experience, Lord, everything we do, Lord, I pray that it, it points us in that way of the way that you called us to live. Lord, I thank you that your scripture does that, worship does that for us. And so, Lord, I pray that as we pursue you, you draw near to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Hey, friends, it's Cody and Carrie, and we are so excited to be with you and your church today. 
And uh, I know we're in a crazy time right now where we're all having to isolate and uh, be in our homes. But what I think is amazing is that the church is alive That's and right. well. That's right. And Jesus is alive. And uh, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. And thank God for technology that we can come together and worship together right. uh, in our homes even, which I think is a beautiful thing, that we're meeting with God in our homes all around the world. And so we're just excited to be a part and, and worship with you today. And, um, you know, there's been so many scriptures that we've really been clinging to in this time. And, and one specifically for me is Romans 8, just talking about nothing can separate us from the love of God. And mm -hmm. in a time like this, I'm so thankful that you can take so many things away from us, but you can't take away the presence of God, the love of God that fills our homes, that fills our hearts, that, that leads us, that guides us. And so yeah. Romans 8 says this, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through yes. Christ who loved us. Amen. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That is a good promise that yes. we can cling to today. Jesus is alive, the church is alive yes. and well. And uh, so let's worship Jesus together. I invite you right where you are in your home just to stand up and let's just sing and worship Jesus together today. Yes.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, just again, thank you to, to Carrie Job and her husband, uh, Cody. Uh, I'm sure you felt it like I did. Just holy moment there. You know, I know uh, technology, you can uh, feel like you're just behind a screen or whatever, but God just jumps into those moments and uh, these can all be holy moments. And that's I, what I believe we're in right now. So uh, just grateful again that you're with us again, uh, wherever you may be watching. Just so glad you're with us. And uh, however um, you want to connect with us, we welcome that. We want to hear from you. And so if you're on Facebook, you can shoot us messages on there. Uh, but the whole design here is that, uh, again, we don't hide behind screens or, or have distance, even though we're called socially distance. Uh, we don't, we don't want distance. And so shoot us messages. We'd love to hear from you and connect with you and uh, just believe that God's going to do great things uh, in this time. Today, I'm excited for this sermon. It's something that God laid on my heart uh, that I couldn't wait to share with you. Typically, I would have like two or three or four points and we'd put them into categories. Uh, but today um, is really just kind of an overflow of some, some thoughts and conversations and prayers that I've had with God. And um, so I don't really have them structured in categories, um, but it's very real on the inside of me. And I want to be able to get that to you as your pastor. And uh, I just believe that this is what the Lord is saying in this season that we're in. And how many know we just finished up Easter last week? And so now that Easter is sort of a week behind us, you start looking ahead at like, okay, Lord, what, what's ahead? What's next? What are you doing? How are you moving? And, um, and I think it's critical for us to have those open eyes um, and, and, just, and just be looking at what God is saying. And so I had this thought that I shared with you last week. And it's this of Jesus, right? It's Jesus. He's, he's, now, he's now defeated the grave. Uh, he's overcome hell. He's uh, ascended back into heaven. And I just imagine that there's this time where, okay, he now looks down on creation. He looks down on over all that he overcame. And he's like, all right, I'm going to check in and see what they're doing with all of this. 
death can't hold me. Uh, I've created victory for all of my people. I'm going to see how they're using this incredible, um, not just benefit, because that sounds like a, like, a, like a benefits package, but I, you know, all this victory that I've produced for them. I'm going to take a look at like how they're using And he looks down on us and he looks at us and he sees us living in fear, anxiety. We're speaking negative confessions all the time. We're grumpy with each other. You understand what I'm saying? The, uh, all the stuff that's going on. So he's looking down. He's like, I've produced such, I've made such a way for you. I've opened all these doors. I've overcome all these things. How are you thriving? Oh, man. You know that meme? Uh, I think it's actually like a gift file. Uh, John Travolta, I think it is. You know, he kind of walks into a room. He's got like a coat in his hand. He kind of looks around. He's like, he's like what, what, what's going on in this place? And I just wonder if Jesus is like looking down on earth like, I don't get it. I don't get it that they're doing this right now. What, what's happening right now? And uh, I'm not downplaying the seriousness of this time because it is, and it's really serious. Um, but even though it's serious, it doesn't mean, as we've shared before, it doesn't give us reason to be negative or it doesn't give us reason to be fearful or worrisome. Yes, it's serious times, unprecedented times, but it doesn't mean we can go, oh, all fear. We can't trust anything. Nobody's in control. It's all out of control. No, God is in control. And he saw this before it even came. And, uh, and he has a lot for us in it if we believe him and if we follow him and trust him. And so uh, I thought about, as we even mentioned last week, John chapter 20, you see just after the resurrection, the scripture says that the disciples are sheltering in place. They're for a different reason, sheltering in place. But in John 20, it says that they're hiding in a house. Literally, the scripture says doors are closed. They're hiding in a place in fear because of what's happening around them. So government officials, all these other things that are taking place. And so after the resurrection, they're, they're sheltered in place and their place was a place of fear. And Jesus shows up. And as we shared last week, he has this encounter with doubting Thomas and all this kind of stuff. And uh, what, what's important to know about that story is Jesus shows up into their life to be like, what are you guys doing? I'm resurrected. This is, this is the beginning of all things new. What are you doing hiding? And he shows up and he begins to give him revelation. And then as you read on, you see later um, the book of Acts, you see just the birth of the, the New Testament church and all the power uh, that comes with that and the, 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 the giving of the Holy Spirit and, uh, and just all that comes with that, the outpouring of God. And so Jesus even shows up right after the resurrection and goes like, like, what are you guys doing with all of this? Same thing that he's doing to us right now, a week after Easter, he's showing up and being like, hey, what are you doing with all this victory that was provided for you? And I hope our answer is that we're, we're using it unto the glory of God. Doug and I, our tech director, we were having a conversation this week as we were trying to look ahead into the church calendar about like, can we start, do we think it's May that we're going to be doing church things? Do we think it's June? You know, when do we think we're going to be able to start gathering again and, and having services and, and putting these things back on the calendar? And one thing that we kept saying in this conversation that we kept having, and you may have even heard this before in different places you are, is we cannot let a waiting season, a waiting season, a waiting season, we cannot let it become a wasted season. Just like even the disciples were like, oh, Jesus and the resurrection, we don't know what's happening. And because they're waiting, they're just shut up in a home and it's becoming a wasted season. Uh, I hope for us as we're shelter in place and there's all of this stuff going on, I hope we're not letting a waiting season become a wasted season. Scripture promises that as we draw near to God, he draws near to us. It doesn't say anything about the conditions. It doesn't say, oh, draw near to God in church or at Bible study or in these specific things. These are the places that you No, It's just when you draw near, he draws near to you. We can get closer to God through all of this. We can establish more of him in our lives through these seasons, but we can't let a waiting season become a wasted season. So I want to talk about what that looks like today. How can we pay attention to what God is doing in the season? What are we learning? What are we seeing? You got to think about the apostle Paul. So much of the New Testament has been given to us by way of his letters from jail. So he could have just sat up in jail and just thought, oh, I'm in this waiting season. I'm either waiting to be to be killed or I'm or I'm waiting to be you know, set free from here. But in this waiting season, I'm going to do nothing. No, in his waiting season, he drew near to God and he said, God, what can you do through me in this season? And I'm so grateful that he did because it's given us so much of how God has called us to live because he didn't let a waiting season be a wasted season. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. Let me kind of paraphrase here a little bit, but it says this. It says, it says, we are to redeem the time because the days are evil. The call on our life is to redeem the time, is to win back uh, what's happening in our lives and what's happening in our communities and our cultures. We're called to redeem the time, redeem it back to God, re redeem it back to salvation because the days are evil. But notice the scripture didn't say that the Lord, now he's going to use us to do it, but notice it didn't say the Lord Almighty, he's going to come down and he's going to redeem all things. No, he said he's going to use us. He's using his chosen people to, to redeem the time because the days are evil. The word redeem here in the Greek is the word Cairo, where we get the word Kairos moment, which means this, <clears throat> a window of opportunity, <clears throat> a small moment in time, open a second and then gone, a glimpse. It's a Kairos moment. The truth is we're all on a track called time. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. It doesn't change if you have more money or less money. If you're more powerful or less powerful, we're all on the equal track called time. Now, yes, if you have a little bit more money, you can pay for a few more luxuries and get a little bit more convenience back and then get a little bit of your time back. But we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have the same track called time. And the scripture is teaching us that we have a responsibility to do something with that time. Ephesians is calling us to redeem this time because the days are evil. We're called to re redeem it. Time is not forgiving for anyone. We all have this idea like, oh, I could just do something later. I can work on it later. We can put it over here. We let the waiting season be a wasted season because we say, oh, we'll get to it when, you know, right now we got the kids at home and maybe your spouse is at home or we got all this stuff going on. And so we can look at paying attention to those things later and they become wasted seasons. No, God wants us right now to take a look at what he is doing and how he is moving uh, in this season. When we miss yesterday, it's gone forever. And I do believe God redeems time and, and he can restore things. But, but when we waste, when we're poor stewards of and you lose and you just let go, it's gone forever. That's why the scripture says that tomorrow is promised to no man. Tomorrow is promised to no man. Maybe you grew up in church and you hear that a lot at like an altar call time. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen in your life. Tomorrow is promised to no man. And we use that as like an eternity reference. You should get saved and you should, you should believe on God because you don't know what might happen in your future. And, and those are all true things. But I also think we should look at it from the perspective of we're not promised the ability to reach our neighbor tomorrow or to reach our coworker tomorrow or to what is God saying now? in this season. We can't say stupid things like, oh, when the coronavirus blows over, then I'm going to focus in on. No, what is God saying and speaking in this moment right now? What is he calling you to? What are you assigned to right now? God has given us this day. In church, we love to say things like, oh, we go from glory to glory. And people say, yes, Lord, amen. And we love that. And glory to glory. We get all excited about that. Uh, but the truth is, that's God's call and assignment and how we pursue him. Glory to glory to glory. It doesn't say like glory, take a break, have a season to yourself, then go for more of God's glory. No, God's calling us to glory, to glory, to glory, to be advancing with him and seeing the conditions and the, and the call that he has on us right now. You may have heard me say this before. We say it in our church often. Neutral is not natural to God. There is no like, hey, throw it in cruise control. Uh, don't, don't, you know, don't worry about trying to advance right now. Why don't you just coast? And I understand that there's Sabbath and sabbatical, but even that, in my opinion, is still moving yourself forward. That's still taking a time to draw near to God and, and go for a glory to glory. But for somebody to just say, you know what? I just want to be neutral. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to advance anything. I don't want to have my ear tuned to God. I just want to be just a new. That's not natural to God. God is a, is a forward-moving God. The scripture uh, tells us again and again that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he, he knows the beginning and the end. And in the middle of all of that is his great works. And the scripture says that we know those full well, that God is working, he's moving. That's why the scripture says, hey, I would rather you be cold or hot 
But lukewarmness, the middle, uh, that just doesn't work for me. God's saying, I'd rather you just be honest that you're either cold or be on fire and be hot. But the middle, he actually says, I'll spew you from my mouth. Like I can't tolerate us just saying, oh, in this season, we're going to just, we're going to kind of waste it. We're going to just come, come what may, whatever happens, you just come. What, no, no, God is saying like, I need you in pursuit. There's ground to take. Amen. Psalm chapter one. Uh, it says this, throw it up here on the screen. I'll read it with you. Psalm one says this, it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. So walking step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners uh, or stand in the way of the sinners, take or sit in the company of mockers. And so the scripture is, is showing us three things here, walking, standing, and sitting. And it says this, but those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on the law day and night. Well, scripture saying this, those who meditate on what God is doing, not those who are sitting, standing, walking in the ways of the world, just kind of participating, just kind of going about uh, whatever cultures kind of just moving us through. No, the one whose mind is on God, what are you doing? I'm meditating on what God is doing right now. That person's blessed. That person's blessed who's, who's saying, okay, God, day and night, what are you doing? How are you moving? What are you calling me to? I don't want to waste a season. In this waiting, I don't want to waste it. And so day and night, God, I'm asking, what are you doing? Who are you connecting me with? What can I do in this moment? How can I pray? How can I worship over somebody? How can I intercede? Uh, I, I don't want to stand, sit, walk in the way of all those other things. I want to be a person who's saying, God, what are you doing in day and night? I thought about it like this. Uh, you could say it like this. Yesterday and tomorrow are thieves of now. So many of us are stuck on yesterday. Oh, this happened and that bad thing. And well, don't they know that we did this for them? And don't they know that we were this? And everybody gets so stuck in the yesterday and it's going to rob them of their now. Or so many people are just in the destination mode of, oh, when we just finally get to that tomorrow, when we finally get over to that, when the situation is just right and I finally get to that, then God's going to move and it's going to work and I'm going to be able to make a difference. But God has given you the right now. Even in a shelter in place, even in the like you're, you're you feel stuck in your moment. God is in that moment. He doesn't want a waiting season to be a wasted season. Ecclesiastes actually talks about this with us. It says this Ecclesiastes 11:3. It says, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. If a tree falls to the south or the north in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. So we're dropping some deep truth here. When the clouds are full of it rains, when a tree falls, there it lies. Uh, but it goes on. Verse four, he who observes the wind will not sow. This is where we're starting to talk about how, again, in these waiting seasons, we start trying to calculate as human beings. He who observes the wind will not sow and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Saying we don't understand everything. We don't understand how all of it works. But it says this, in the morning sow your seed, and in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good." Scripture is saying this, if you're waiting for every single scenario to be perfect before you move out on what God is doing, then you're going to miss it. It's saying you, you got to plant anyway, even if all the conditions don't look perfect, you still got to move out and trust God and take a step and believe that he's working. Uh, I think it's the song Waymaker, right? Uh, by Elevation. Um, and so we come into church and we get to that part of the song. It's like, even when I don't see it, you're working. I know you guys want me to keep singing, but I'm not going to. And we get all so excited. He's still working. Like, oh, we love, we love that idea in church. Oh, he's still working. I don't see it. But the proper context of that is even when I don't see it, he's still working. But we're also working. We're also taking steps. We're also walking out onto the water. We're also taking the step out of the boat. We're also taking the step when we don't see the next platform in front of us. We're trusting. So even when I don't see it and I'm still following him and I'm still going after him, I know that he's working and he's moving. And so the scripture is saying, like, even when you can't figure it all out, 
You sow anyway, you go anyway. And I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about you, you take the steps, you trust God, you pray for the person, you, you reach out to somebody. We don't let a waiting season be a wasted season just because we can't figure it all out right now. We still go after God and make differences in our community, whatever it looks like. If you're waiting for everything to be perfect, it never will be. And therefore, you'll never accomplish anything. That's why the scripture says, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice in it. What are you rejoicing about? You're rejoicing that God gave you today so that you can accomplish something for his kingdom in it. Well, when this all blows over and when we all, no, 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 right now, he made this day for you and you can have great victory in it and your family and your marriage and your finances and your community. He gave you this day, rejoice in it. You got breath, you got vision. Let, let, let's be inspired with the fact that God has something for us to harvest even in this season. Culture is saying, look at this mess. Oh, look at this mess. And we blame this person and we blame that person. And we say it's this and all this stuff that we keep saying. Culture is saying, look at this mess. And God is speaking and inviting us to redeem this mess. Who cares about where it started or how it happened? We'll, we'll let those people that need to handle it, handle it. I'm not saying it's not important to discover, but I'm saying that that's the mess that was made. Let's partner with God to redeem it unto his glory. Amen. It, 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 it's not about us trying to, trying to blame. Let's be a part of the, the solution. And so God invites us to redeem this mess. I thought about it like this. I hope we aren't using this time to get more established in the things of the world. This shelter in place, this social distancing, uh, some could even call it like we're in this place of isolation. Uh, I hope you're not using this time to go even deeper into the things of the world, even deeper into the things of our own flesh. Uh, I hope that the message that comes out of this is not that in this time we watch more Netflix than we ever watched. We, uh, we, we turn to our coping habits more than we ever did before. I hope that we're not like getting deeper into fear and anxiety and negativity and negative confession. I hope we're not using this season to get deeper entrenched into those things. I hope we're using this season to get more established in the ways of God. While we're social distancing and we're sheltering in place and we feel like you're in isolation, I hope that as we're, as we're in those moments, I hope we're not calling them isolation and sheltering. What if we started calling these places the hiding places with God? We're, we're, we're creating opportunities in our life where we're saying, God, you, you, your, your banner is love over me. And even though I can't go do this or go do that, I understand that I'm in a place where you're still here. You can still draw near. So what if in these seasons we became more established in our fruits of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Some of you are like, I'm doing that one. I got that one. Good. Long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I know we're all practicing that self-control. I wonder if we're using this time in this season to establish more of those things in our life because we don't want a waiting season to be a wasted season. Let's grow in these things that God has called us to. I heard a pastor say, actually this morning, I heard a pastor say that we are in a global Sabbath. God has literally like sat everyone down. It's like when dad walks in the room and says, all right, everybody to the couch. We're having a, it's like, that's what the Lord has done to the earth. He said, okay, listen, global Sabbath. And I'm not saying he caused this or he sent this, understand my, my heart behind this. But it's like, we are in this moment where we can all rest and reset and recalibrate and, and, and look at what God is doing, or we could let it be a wasted season and go back to the way it used to be. But I believe God is doing a new thing. And I believe that this won't be wasted. I believe that if you tune in and you dial in and you focus your hearts and your minds on what God is trying to do in you and through you and for you, you're going to come out of this so much stronger and better than you ever have. Uh, I put this statement on my Facebook. I've been thinking about it for several days. Um, and uh, it's just been on my mind, honestly, for four or five days. But it's this idea. It says this old keys won't open new doors old keys won't open new doors. And so I've just been thinking about it and praying on it. And so um, actually I had uh, like a little dream 
Uh, and I know some of you are like, oh, here comes like the hooey wooey. But you know how it is sometimes. I, uh, I believe in prophetic dreams, and, and, and I certainly believe that God speaks through dreams. It's all throughout the Scripture, so that's unarguable. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, you think on something for a long time, you have a dream about it, and then, and then sometimes you, you, you just, God shows up, and it's like He's trying to clearly get you to see this picture. And so that's what this is for me. Certainly, I'm admitting that I've been thinking on this thought for a while, but at the same time, uh, I have this dream. So at this dream, we're at a storage unit. I don't know if you've ever moved before and had storage units, but I would say it's one of the most common things you ever uh, lose is the storage key, that stinking storage key. You, you're like, oh, no, we keep it in the car. No, we don't keep it in the car. We keep it in that one drawer. So you drive all the way over to the storage unit to go get out the blender because we packed the blender and now we need the blender. So you go all the way over to the storage unit and you get there and you don't have the key. You're just like, ah. And so the key is so coveted. Like if you've ever had a storage unit, you know what I'm talking about. That key is so important. And so in this dream, we're at the storage unit and I had like an older, smaller, um, just kind of, it was the end of the building and it was in the row of the smaller buildings. And I'm with the guy who's running, who I didn't know is running the storage unit. And I'm like, I got the key because the key is so important. And he's like, Hey, you know what? Like, um, I have a better one for you. Just why don't, you know, I, you should use this. And he takes me over to the bigger building and um, it's like, it's like a, a bigger area for you to even be able to park and get around. It's this huge unit. And so he brings me over to this thing and he's like, that's yours. And everything in there is yours. You can have it all. And it's, and he's like giving me like that. It's amazing. You're going to love it. Like what's in there is so good for you. And so I'm picking up on like, this is going to be so good. But stubbornly in this dream, I was so adamant that I had to use my old key. No, no, no. You like, it's, I got to use this key. So to get the lock off the new one, I was like this key and I'm getting mad at the guy. I'm like, it has to be this key. And I'm trying to get this key to work. And I'm like, I wonder if I flip it this way and I'm trying to tap the key into that thing in a way. Cause it's like, I'm not, I, I need this old key to unlock this thing and it wouldn't work. And I couldn't get into the new blessing. I couldn't get into the new thing because I was so stuck on using that old key. It was good for its season at one time. It was appropriate for its season over here. But in the new thing, it was a no. It was an obvious no. I actually fought it. How many can agree? You've been in those seasons where you fought for the old. <clears throat> so for me, I'm sitting here and I'm so mad. And so then the guy uh, starts explaining to me, he's like, it's not going to work because keys have configuration. And it's like one of those things that like, of course I know that, but I'm in a dream, right? So he's like, keys have configuration. And the reason it's not going to work is because there's these teeth and they have to be in proper order and there's a pattern to it and it won't work inside the thing. And I'm here to tell you today that some of you, including me, including the church, including the church as a whole across the nation, across the world. God is changing our configuration. He's taking the old keys and he's saying those keys are not going to open the new doors that I have for you. And so you have to allow him to change the configuration. You have to be okay getting over yourself. You have to be okay just being, I'm not going to be stubborn about the way you, this key, but oh, this key, my parents gave me this key. I grew up at this church for so long and they told me this is the right configuration. And God is saying, see, I'm doing a new thing. There's a new configuration. Are you with me? Like, no, no, the old key, the old key's the best. No, no, no. It's not the best key. What the new key and the new configuration can do is it can get you into that. And you've never been into that before. And it's great. Are you with me today? I hope, I hope you're understanding. And so the key has a configuration and our configuration needs to change. And I believe that's what God wants to do in this waiting season is he wants to change some configurations so that you can get into some new things. And here's the hard part about our configuration changing <clears throat> is it means sometimes habits are going to have to go. Certainly bad ones. You got some bad habits. You need to get rid of them. Uh, this is the preacher coming live on TV to tell you, get rid of your bad habits. <clears throat> but I'm also just saying habits that or maybe the way that you, you spend your time. It's not a sin. It's not a sin, but it's just a habit that it's time for you to rearrange and reconfigure some ways that you go about some things so that you can get into some new things. 
Man, for some of us, one of the harder ones is relationships. Some of you, you got some relationships that they are not configured to go into the new with you. And you just have to let them go. You have to let it, let it be behind you. The old can't come into the new season because they do not have the pattern for what God wants to do in the new. And so you got to say, hey, it doesn't configure, it doesn't line up, it doesn't unlock, and it's okay if you let them go. You hear me today? Some of the bad relationships are easy to do. Like, oh yeah, that person has been so hard and they've been so negative. It's easy to get rid of those. But there are some that you maybe give your time and attention to and, and they've been placed in your life and they just don't belong in what God is doing new and it's time to trust God in the configuration that, that, that they're not going into the new with you. And so be prayerful uh, about, again, how you spend time, relationships you have, maybe even ways that you're contributing money or spending money or, or even working in a way to get money. What is God changing up? What are the configurations that he's making new uh, because he's bringing you into the better? <clears throat> And then we got to let God do it. We got to let God change us. We got to let God maneuver us and move us. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8 says this But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. All of us are the work of your hand. But what the scripture talks about, and it's actually all throughout scripture, is that basically, you know, we're the clay in the potter's hands. God is always moving us and shaping us and molding. Those of you that know about making uh, pottery and uh, sometimes you add water and sometimes you take a little bit off and sometimes you reform. God is always moving. He's always doing new. He's always reshaping and reconfiguring us. And we got to trust he's our father and he knows best and he sees more than we see. And so again, in this season, we say, okay, God, go, go ahead, do your thing, lead, shape, mold, uh, because I don't want to waste in this season. Here's my thought, and I'm coming close to close here. My thought is this. I hope that while we're all sheltering place and we're all social distancing so that we don't spread or contract coronavirus, I hope that we don't then contract the someday disease or the destination disease. The someday disease works like this, where we say, someday I'm gonna do that. Someday when things settle down, I'm gonna trust God. Someday when I have a little bit more money in the bank, then I'm gonna move out on the dreams that God has in my heart. Someday, uh, I know God's been speaking to me for years about that thing, but I need this to be in order and this to be in order, and then someday I'm gonna do those things. Some days I'm going to serve in the church. Some day I'm going to pray for that person God's been telling me to pray for. Some day I'm going to witness to my neighbor. Every single day I'm going out and, and, and they're talking about how hard their life is and how frustrating things are. And I always want to say, you know what helped me? God in my life helped me. Uh, when, I, when I turned, when I stopped doing it on my own and I started following God, the, being a witness, stop saying someday. Today's the day. For us to say, you know, I'm going to take a step out and trust God in those ways. We say, someday I'm going to establish more of a prayer life. Someday I'm going to get my finances in order so I can put God first. No, someday disease is a disease that we can't allow to happen in this season that we're in. Do you know this? I would say it to you like this. Satan's not scared of our someday's. He hears us saying, oh, someday we're going to do this. Someday we're going to do this. Someday we're going to do this. Because he knows those days never come. But if we can ever be a person who says, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice in it because God has something for me to accomplish in it. Then I believe we start to make hell sweat a little. It's like, I'm not going to miss this moment. Instead, I'm going to redeem the time. Yeah, days are evil and it looks crazy. But God is going to use me to redeem this time. That's why Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the problem is the laborers, those who are getting out and working it in the day, the laborers are few. Let it not be said of us that in this season, we, we just let a waiting season be a wasted season because we didn't want to labor for the Lord. Let's go after it. Deuteronomy 33 says that your strength will equal your days. God gives you enough strength for every day. Whatever you need to accomplish what he's called you to accomplish in this season, he gave you the strength for it. And so have confidence when you wake up, whatever you're walking into, God's commissioned you and equipped you and prepared you to have the answer, to have the inspiration for somebody, to speak his word. He's given you the strength for your day. 
Isaiah 43 verse 19 says this, see, I am doing a new thing. You got to see it. You can miss it. It's possible for us in a waiting season to miss that God is doing a new thing. That's why it says, see it. It says, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Two times it said it's possible for you to miss what God is doing. You miss it because you're so deep into Netflix or you're so deep into maybe a home project you're doing at this time, or you're just so deep into a coping mechanism that's just helping you get through the day. And so you're just numbing out by the end of the day and you're missing what God is doing and you're not perceiving it. Scripture says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in a wasteland. God is doing a thing. We think God only does stuff when it looks so pretty and it's so perfect. No, he's the God who does amazing things in wildernesses and wastelands. And you find yourself like, oh, I feel like I'm in a wilderness right now. I feel like I'm lost in the woods. Frozen too. And now I'm okay. I'm not going to sing again. But you feel lost in the woods, right? You feel lost in the woods or in the wilderness or in the wasteland. You're just, you're like, ah, I don't know. But guess what? Perceive it. See it. God can do something amazing in there. We got to be able to focus on it, recognize it, not let a waiting season be a wasted season. I thought about, if you think about the parable of the steward of talents, the stewardship principle here with the talents, God gives uh, these parables, these ta the, the talents uh, to these different guys. And who's called the wicked and lazy servant? The one who did nothing in his waiting season. He wasted the season where he was, I'll come back to you. Remember, the master says, I'll come back and check on you. And in that season, he does nothing with it. He's called a, wake, a wicked and lazy servant. We can't let a waiting season be a wasted season. We've got to move out on all that God has for us. Even the Lord's Prayer gives us this encouragement and remind, reminder. My last thought is this, Luke chapter 11, the Lord's Prayer here in the ESV version. It says this, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God has something for us daily. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we may also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. One of the things we have to recognize about even the way that we pray is we pray that God gives us what we need for our day because he has something for us every day. He's got something for us to walk into and walk out on. Now, you, now you may be sitting there going, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Sounds good. Feels good. Excites me a little bit, but I don't know how to live that out. I'm, I'm here to tell you it's a lot more simple than what you think. You say, oh, I'm, I, I'm never going to like preach a sermon on Facebook. I'm, I'm never going to be able to do art. Maybe like we saw Amy do last week and give inspiration later in the week. I'm never going to be able to lead a song. I'm not talking about all the big grand things. Again, are you going to talk to anyone this week? Can you build them up in love? Can you just speak encouragement over them? What about just listening? Do you know how many people just need to be heard right now? And instead of you being quick to cut them off and, and move on to the next thing, can you, can you maximize the day by just being there for somebody, being a brother or a sister in love for somebody? Maybe there is a task that, that you see that's going on in the community. Uh, may, maybe somebody's lawn or maybe something's going on. And I know social distancing and all those things are important because I certainly don't want to see you locked up because there's not much I can do about that. But, uh, but here's the thing. Look around and ask God to show you. The scripture says, can you not perceive? I believe God will help you perceive what you can do to help somebody and connect with somebody and be God's love to them. And so don't make it some big grand thing. Just be, be going out and, and looking at the ways that you can not use a waiting season and waste it, but instead use it for the glory of God. And, and I know you want to do that. And we've already seen you doing that in so many amazing ways. So keep it up. I'm encouraging you. Uh, God is going to do amazing things. He's reconfiguring us for what's going to be incredible. I'm telling you, I've been explaining this to people this way. Like, oh, what's God doing? All these changes. He's doing all these things. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. But I'm so excited. That's what I've been telling people. Like, oh, my gosh, he's changing everything. Everything's flipping. It's so crazy. And they're like, how do you feel about it all? I'm like, oh, it's all crazy. But I've never been more excited. 
I've never been so excited to see what God is going to do as he's pruning us. And, and again, as the clay, he's shaping us, molding us. I've, it's, it's crazy as it all is. I've never been more excited to see what God is going to do and what's going to come through this. But guess what it's going to take? It's going to take us saying, yes, Lord, here I am. Send me. I want to be a part of it instead of just wasting a season. Amen. Let me pray for you. And then we got a couple announcements before we take off. God, we love you so much, Lord. Our prayer is what we just said. God, here we are. Send us. Here we are. Use us. God, not for our own glory, our own name, our own advancement, but God, we are all in on you using us to build your kingdom, Lord, for your glory, Lord, for the healing of our land. God, all the ways that we need to repent or turn from our wicked ways, God, we, we are doing those things, Lord, less of us, more of you. Lord, I pray that you just show up, Lord, and, and meet us where we are, wherever we may be, God, and give us those eyes to perceive what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so grateful that you joined us and are hanging out with us. Again, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, a few announcements that I do want to give you before you take off, because the church is still functioning and making a difference and connecting in our community. And so I wanted to let you know about Hand to Hand. Um, that is our outreach center. Um, it happens in our outreach center. It's our it's our food program for um, some kids and families. And so I uh, want to let you know specifically this week as they've been making adjustments and sort of recreating the way that they're meeting the needs of family. I want to let you know an email is going to go out this week. And so if you don't get our church emails, again, you could just email us right now and let us know that you'd like to get on that list. You can do that right on verticalstory.com. We're going to send out an email uh, this week letting you know about some, some new ways that uh, we're just ministering to our community and what that looks like and how you can be a part of it. And so hand to hand, again, just thank you for, for making that continue to um, just minister to people in our community. It's been awesome. And so thank you for that. And then also our kids' pages. Hopefully you worshiped uh, with your family and, and got to do the lesson with your kids right before we came on. And uh, if you're not following any of that, we encourage you to jump on Vertical Kids Facebook page and follow along. There's activities and a Pinterest page you can follow and all sorts of really creative ideas. And so I encourage you to be a part of that. And then also uh, giving. Uh, just thank you so much for your faithfulness and generosity. Uh, again, as I mentioned, because your generosity uh, and, and we're able to still function as a church and meet the need, over 4,000 people were reached through our Internet, you know, and, and social media platforms. And um, just amazing to see how God is using that. And so thank you for your generosity. You literally are a part of that harvest uh, as you've planted seed. And so thank you. Uh, you can send your checks uh, to the church. And so uh, we still collect the mail and things like that throughout the week. So you can mail it directly to the church or you can give online verticalstory.com, click on generosity, and then you can set up your giving on there as well. So thank you for that. And uh, also want to let you know, if you haven't joined with us, every Monday through Friday, uh, we post a prayer and worship service that's happening out of Radiant Church. We're a part of the Radiant Network. And, um, and so they just go live with some worship and some prayer. And it's really, really awesome. And uh, joining again with people all over the world at that time. And so just a really united front we think is really great. And so just put that on your Facebook, maybe and just have it on in your house either if you're getting ready or just whatever you're doing in the home. But um, it just ministers to me every single day that I'm a part of it. And I uh, would love for you to be a part of that as well. So thank you for staying connected. Would love to hear from you. And, uh, and again, you can share this and uh, send it out. Um, but let's just continue to just speak encouragement and build people up. And uh, I just know God is on the move. He's working and um, he's calling us uh, to join with him in that as, as we see um, him build his kingdom and advance all that he's doing. And uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it. And I know he's choosing you to do it as well. Much love. We'll see you soon.